Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. This morning I got my, um, whoa, I was noticing that, it's pretty fancy cup. My Cherry Republic coffee mug. I like the smell of coffee, but not secondhand smell. This is my smell. third cup today. Cherry Republic, that uh, they got a Cherry Republic, just a little local cherry shop up near Traverse City. And the Chromebox got that for me for oh. my uh, birthday. Oh, so that's nice. One of my favorite coffee mugs. They like it up there. They do. They love that Cherry Republic. Yeah, yeah. He so. gave me a gift one time like that. Hey. Had some sausage in it that had cherries oh, in it and mm. everything. They got cherry everything there, Cherry Republic. Check it out sometime. Put cherry up there. and everything. They do. <laughs> and a cherry on top. Pretty much. Cherry Republic. There you go. Well, I got my cup here, but mine just has some water in it. Uh, last night, I told you I'm recovering from uh, that whole week of having the flu, so my voice was weak from preaching yesterday morning, and actually was a little sore, and Ben had some gum over here, and I said, uh, I don't chew gum, never chew gum, but uh, to keep my mouth moist, I asked Ben if I could have a stick of gum, and so when I got home, Mom said to me, she goes, I can't believe you were chewing gum. She goes, you cannot do that. And so I went back and looked at it. That was awful. I was chewing and rolling it around in my mouth. Really? And, yeah. It looked oh, awful. That's funny. Yeah. Sorry I did that. <laughs> oh. Nobody commented on it except my wife. Yeah, so well. Good to know. If thank you, you for being so gracious to me and not, you know, hey, pastor, spit the gum out or yeah. anything like if that. If you're ever uh, public speaking, I guess, don't chew gum. I don't know. Don't throw a piece of gum in when you go up. That's I've said that before to people. Moral of the story. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't or know. singing in the choir or anything like that. And here I went and did what I've told other people not to do. I have chewed gum before I got up to sing in the choir. I <coughs> that's uh, not often because then you're like about to choke on it, but I have done that. Let me see, Malia, first one to comment. Uh, Amber, second. Charlotte Vincent, third. Margaret Avery, third. Oh, wait, fourth. And um, Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne, good to see you in church yesterday. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, I'm just kidding. That's what we always call him. Uh, Dwayne. Hey, did you get your car started? I left before uh, I saw that you got your car started, so hope you're still not at the church. Sheffields are on. Hello, Sheffields. Had Mom. a good fellowship with Sheffields over the phone last week. Mom is on. Betty Wiesner. Uh, let's see. Mrs. Pudell. Uh, Jody. Uh, Judy Adams is on. Grandma Duncan. Lots of people. Oh, lots of guys, huh? Lots of people letting us know there was no sound, so sorry about that. All right. Debbie Kronbach is on. Hey, better acknowledge her. Thank you for the coffee mug. Yeah. So lots of lots of people on this morning. Amanda ha uh, Hockenberry. Amanda, good morning. Samantha Russell. Samantha, you're like at the bottom of the list now. What's going on? She's slipping. Slipping. She was slipping. she was on top of her for about a week and a half. That's what happened. You praise someone and boom, down they go. That's it. That's it. It took her. It took her. Uh, let's see here, Sam. It took her seven minutes. Seven kids. Seven minutes. Kids. Right. <laughs> Getting them going on their school. She was probably wiping butts. So. <laughs> I was watching this yesterday. I showed Rachel. It was this uh, pastor and his wife, and they were doing a live stream, kind of like we're doing or like Rachel was doing. And uh, they're outside doing it. And um, 
and, and he's there, he's expounding the passage, and his wife is there engaged, and, and, and their child uh, leans out the door, and he's like, Dad, Shaniqua needs her butt wife. <laughs> and he's like, stop it. Shh, get, get out. He's like, honey, can you go deal with that, please? <laughs> I, like, I totally could see that happening here. It's just real life. And, oh, that made me laugh. That made me laugh. Maybe I'll find it and, and repost it. Anyways, all right, the will of God. Knowing God's will for your life, mm. we've been locked down in this mm. issue for the past couple weeks. Uh, Lord willing, we'll wrap it all up Wednesday and then move forward to whatever else the Lord has for us. I don't know where he'll take us from here, but this has been such an important <clears throat> study. And so let's get our Bibles and go to Ephesians chapter 5. We'll read our passage. Uh, ben will lead us in a word of prayer. We'll do our review. And then we'll move forward looking at the methods that God uses to reveal his will to us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly. You should know what that means by now. Not as fools. Don't be foolish in the way you live your life, but as wise. And that kind of ties in with what we talked about yesterday with the two sources of wisdom. The one that comes from above and the one that is of this world. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Again, God would never ask us to do something that would be impossible for us to do. We can know God's will for our lives. Amen. So Ben, lead us in a word of prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings. Continue to teach us truths from your word during these morning devotions, especially when it pertains to your will. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Does God have a will for our life? Absolutely. Does he have a plan and purpose for us? Yes, he does. What is the will of God? It is uh, the deliberate design and purpose for which God created you. So again, yes, this all kind of ties together because, you know, yesterday we talked about how we're all different. God has given each one of us different gifts and abilities and all to use for his honor and for his glory. Uh, we then talked about the call of God, uh, the call of salvation, the call of separation, the call of sanctification, and the call of surrender or submission. All those calls are very important for us in determining the will of God. So as we respond to God's call, he leads us further and further into his good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. Then we got into... I did that pretty quick. I was. Impressive. Not bad. He's getting better. That's fast review. <laughs> got into looking at the methods that God uses. There was 20 of them. I um, can't remember which one we're on here. We are on number 14. We're getting there. Uh, so number one was getting your heart in a condition that it has no will of its own. Number two is to clear your heart of any known sin and wrong motives that may be there. Number three, searching the scriptures. Number four, the experiences of life. Number five, getting good godly counsel from older, mature believers in Christ. Number six, getting the counsel of good godly friends. The iron sharpens iron verse. Uh, number seven are sermons that you hear. Number eight are the circumstances of life with the opened and closed doors, but that went with a strong warning. Remember that. Then we talked about just common sense. Uh, sometimes you wonder, does anyone have any common sense anymore? Mm. But God is not the author of confusion. Use some common sense 
that the Lord has given. And number 10 is the cautions of the Holy Spirit. We kind of camped out on that one for quite a while because that's so important. And number 11 is government. And uh, we shared with you how even God has used government to give us direction in the reopening uh, of our church. Uh, number 12, our parents. Uh, and number 13 would be husband and wife. And that brings us into number 14 here into our new material this morning. And that is don't be stubborn. Mm. Okay? So when it comes to discerning the will of God, sometimes we're just too stubborn about it. We have our own will. We've made that decision and, you know, we've cemented that decision and we are not going to change. Listen, it's okay to change, especially if you've made a wrong decision. You should change. You should back up and try to make a correction if at all possible. And hopefully it would be possible to make a correction. Sometimes it's it's done with, it's, it's over with. You've already made the decision. The consequences have come. Uh, but you don't have to make that again. You don't have to repeat that again. But don't be stubborn. Here's the verse. First uh, Samuel chapter 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Hmm. Think of that. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And then he adds to that, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Hmm. Ben, can you remember at all what that iniquity is? I'm not putting you on the spot here. He likes doing that. Mm. We never discuss these you did, ahead of time. You do that so. to me too, you know that? <laughs> he always puts like, me on the like, spot. How do you pronounce that name? What, what did you ask me that for? <laughs> Iniquity. iniquity. Um, I don't know the exact what the, definition. What would be but... the difference between sin and iniquity? That's, that's a solid. That's a tough one, isn't that's it? A solid question. I guess uh, just off the top of my head, which is probably not super accurate, but I guess iniquity is. I guess I've always thought of that as like a deep sin and like um, yeah. um, like a more more intensity. I guess you could say just more rebellion. Um, there. Okay, that's it. Because you know what you should do, mm. but you, you're not you're not you're, you're not going to do it. Mm. Okay, there's sin in general. We all sin, but iniquity has that idea tied with this rebellion issue here, to where I know what I should do, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it anyway. That stubbornness. Mm. Okay, so let's listen to that again. And stubbornness is as what? Iniquity. Iniquity. Stubbornness is as iniquity. So let's be honest. Sometimes we get very stubborn when it comes between us and the Lord. Mm. When we know what he would have us to do, and we're just absolutely digging in, and we are not going to do it. Mm. Um, can I just... See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but is wise. Isn't it foolish? We've done it. I've done it. You've done it. We all have done it. Where we've dug in, we've known. I mean, sometimes I think, you know, a message has been preached and God has brought real conviction to our heart. Mm. And we just, I'm not going forward. I'm not making that commitment. I'm not going to give that up. I'm not going to surrender that. We just, we become stubborn. I guess when I think of becoming stubborn, I think of be, you just get stuck, mm. right? You just—it's kind of like a mule. Yeah, 
You just get stuck and you're not going to move. But it's interesting here. He says, stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Hmm. Let's stop and park on that for a minute. Why do you think to be stubborn is, is like idolatry? I don't know. I guess uh, just off the top of my head, idolatry is worshiping anything besides God. So I guess stubbornness is just off the top of my head without really meditating or thinking through it is kind of a worship of self. Um, kind of you're putting yourself above uh, what God wants. You're putting yourself above uh, the direction of God's will. And so I guess that's just what strikes me just off the top of my head. I think that's what strikes me too, you know. Is just not giving the Lord his rightful place, but embracing that iniquity hmm. and that stubbornness. And really, idol is something you worship, right? Hmm. You're worshiping that. You're giving yourself to that. You're surrendering yourself to that thing, but not as unto the Lord. Could you give me an example of maybe that? Well, I'm really putting you on the spot today. but I think that personally... Um... I'll be honest, there's times where I am about to do something and I know God doesn't want me to do me it. Me too. Without a doubt. Me too. I, it's not even a question of whether he... You know, I, I'm not really debating whether he does. I know for a fact he doesn't want me to do it. And 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 I I know while I'm doing it or while I'm about to do it that it is unpleasing to God. So I guess so that... So that thing became yeah. more important to you than God. 100%. And I hate that. I hate, I hate it when... When I, I do it, you know, and as soon as I, as soon as I fail or as soon as I fall or whatever, um, you know, the Lord brings that conviction. Um, you know, I even think, um, you know, I got uh, irritated at my family Saturday night, I think it was. Saturday. There was just, it was just one thing after another. You guys know how that goes. And there was irritation. And stubbornness, after I had done it and after I had responded wrongly, stubbornness did not want to apologize mm. to my family. Mm -hmm. You know, I just wanted, I did not. But by the grace of God, you know, I got to overcome that. And, and, you know, there's times where I got to apologize to my kids. And even though they're only five and two, I have to say, listen, daddy was wrong. Daddy should not have done that. Will you please forgive me? Did that hurt your feelings? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, Dad, daddy should not have done that. No, I, I don't want to do that. The stubbornness in me. But I, by the grace of God, I, I, I did that anyways. But I've, I've been on both sides, for sure. Doesn't this all go back to yesterday's message on pride? Yeah. If you missed it, yesterday morning, Sunday's message, good message on pride. Yeah, you really need to go back. and Because that is, well, obviously, right, we wouldn't be dug into stubbornness mm. if we were humble before the Lord and before others. So that, that whole pride issue, it's... It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. I think sometimes we excuse our stubbornness by calling it personality. And sometimes we excuse sin by calling it just, oh, it's just the way I am or that's just my personality. Um, first off, you're right. We are all wicked and sinful. So, <laughs> you know, like no one's like an adulterer and, and you know, you don't go and and cheat on your spouse and say, hey, I'm just, hey, that's just the way I am. Like, I'm, I'm an immoral person. Well, yeah, everybody's immoral. <laughs> you know, that's, that doesn't make sin okay, the fact that you naturally want to do it. And I hear people say, oh, he, he's just stubborn or she's just a stubborn person. That's just the way that they are. Well, yeah, we, we are, we're all stubborn. Okay. E each and every one of us are stubborn people. Uh, but 
Sinison. So never use a personality quirk or a personality type to excuse wickedness or sin. I think it's something we all do. and We're all like, oh, that's just the way I am. Uh, but yeah, of course it is. We're all sinners. That's what the Bible says. Uh, but by the grace of God, we should be being sanctified in our life, becoming more like Christ. And I'm just, I'm just saying I've done it in my own life. Don't use personality to justify doing what's wrong. Hmm. So I guess what I want you to see in this one is the picture of uh, someone with a donkey, you know, trying to pull the donkey uh, in the right direction and that donkey just, you know, digging in and, and you've all seen cartoons like that, I'm sure. Uh, let, let's not let that be us when it comes to God trying to pull us uh, towards his perfect will for our lives. You know what's funny is whenever I think of stubbornness, um, there's a person that was... <clears throat> around when I was growing up. Uh, he was a farmer and he always, you'll probably know who I'm talking about. He always wore his hat like on the top of his head. And uh, he was a shorter guy and his personality, everything about him was stubborn. <laughs> everything about him, just the way he looked, you know, he had that like stern resting face. So uh, I, I can only probably count on one hand the amount of times I saw him smile throughout my life. Um, and he, was he a stubborn person? Mm -hmm. He was a stubborn person. And for some reason, whenever I think of stubbornness, I think of a farmer, a short farmer with a John Deere hat, you know, <laughs> with uh, his bib overalls on, you know, plaid shirt. And that, that guy comes to my mind whenever I think of stubbornness. It's so funny. Every time the word stubborn, that man comes to my mind. All right. <laughs> so we got to move on past this. We got to quit getting stuck. This is, but this is one to get stuck on, isn't it? Yeah. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Mm. Two serious, serious sins, all stemming back to pride. So it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to say I made a mistake. It's okay to say I was wrong. It's okay to reverse course, mm. all right? Uh, so let's just consider that. Do we have enough time to go to the next one? Mm. Maybe, think. maybe we should save it. We're, we're already uh, 22 minutes in, so. We only got one done. One and done. One and done, it is off the list. Hey, so the big idea for today, don't be stubborn. It's easy. Uh, don't be, uh, just don't be stubborn. <laughs> be willing to admit when you're wrong. Be willing to change course. Uh, you know, just going back to stubbornness, there's a, I'm not going to give the full story because some people might know who I'm talking about. But anyways, there was a situation that we were dealing with and somebody was wrong and they just would not admit that they were wrong. And the other four people knew that they were wrong, but the person was just so stubborn, they would not wow. admit it. And it ended up wasting, I kid you not, an entire day. Uh, it caused a lot of friction between a lot of people. Uh, that were involved in the situation. And it was so obvious. They knew that everybody knew that they were wrong, but just wanted to admit that they were wrong. And it was just, it was so awkward. <laughs> it was so awkward. So, um, hey, we've all been there. We've all done it. Just admit when you're wrong, redirect, change course. It's get, not easy. Get but back into the will of God. Get back into the will of God. And that can apply to so many different areas of life. Obviously today it's, it's the will of God. But I mean, that can apply to your day-to-day -day interactions with your family, your spouse, at work. How many of us at work had somebody that we wish they would just admit that they were wrong and how much easier things would move on? You know, uh, my dad really wishes that um, uh, the other staff members would just admit when they were wrong. Oh yeah, 
especially, <laughs> the, especially those youth pastors. Man, man youth pastors. They, so they're hard. stubborn. They're hard stubborn. to deal with. Uh, you know why youth pastors have to be stubborn? Because they're dealing with a bunch of stubborn teenagers. Man, that is, it is fun, though. Oh, yeah. It is fun. By the way, yesterday uh, was Thad and Sarah's um, anniversary. Thad and Sarah are, <coughs> one, of our, are one of our youth leaders. Um, normally, we would celebrate that in teen class, and Rachel and I like to get gifts for all of our youth leaders for their anniversaries and birthdays and stuff, but... It was kind of sad. I told Rachel yesterday, I was like, today we would have been celebrating Thad and Sarah's anniversary in teen class. Happy anniversary, guys. I don't think you're listening. I haven't seen you listening anyway. Yeah, probably not, but we love those Did you hear two. what your brother Joel did? No. You didn't? Oh, yeah, for his anniversary. Took his wife to Indiana so they could go out to eat. My man. I mean. My man. He picked that up from his dad. Doing it right. <laughs> Doing it right. Definitely not. <laughs> my goodness. Good job, Joel. Yes, well done, sir. Oh, my. Kudos. <laughs> Setting the standard. Setting the standard high. Anything else? Uh, nope, that's it. We got... Um, hey, uh, the kids were great yesterday, weren't they? Yeah, very good. Wow. You know, I couldn't believe how well the kids were behaved. And we had a number of children yep. uh, in the auditorium, so... Kids did a great job. So proud of them. Uh, security team did a fantastic job uh, being safe and, and uh, you know, uh, doing all that, getting people in on a timely uh, way. And so super shout out to our security team for just knocking it out of the park. Um, you know, as this continues on, we'll be doing the same process. Um, uh, I, I think everybody did pretty well, too, yep, yep. you know, trying to trying to keep social distancing. I did not see the fireside room. Was there uh, anybody in the fireside room? I guess room? there was just a couple. Okay. And then also there was no one in the teen room or the kitchen. So we still have room for more people oh, yeah. next week. Um, so if you feel apprehensive about coming, everyone was pretty much... I mean, I call, I saw a couple huggers, you know, and Mr. Gear gonna, had to be Mr. Not, hard guy. Not going to stop them all. I go over there and say, stop hugging. Um, but but uh, yeah, for the most part, people sat uh, with their families. Very, very few people. I can only think of just one row where it really wasn't family members. Uh, but they were, you know, college and career. They're... <laughs> They, they make their own call, I guess. Um, but everybody did a real good job. Uh, we got room for more. Um, people were pretty pretty safe. And I know it was a little bit of an adjustment because we've never been to church quite like that. So that was a little difficult, awkward, trying to figure out how to navigate, you know, shake your I don't think and, it could have gone any smoother. It, it was really, great. It was almost like we'd done this before. Yep. Uh, everyone got there on time. We got everyone in on time. Great job of getting there early. Wow. Next Sunday will be even better because this Sunday was really rainy. So next Sunday, yeah. everybody at least will be able to go outside and then disperse and be able to maybe fellowship a little bit more because we try to funnel everybody Yeah, out everyone the doors. kind of had to head to the cars. They did. Yep. You know? they, were, they were forced to just take off. But, so. you know, even though we didn't have, you know, a lot of contact with each other, just seeing each other. That's so good. Um, you know, I actually, I almost got a tear in my eye when we started singing because it was just so emotional. I mean, we've been there. So we've been there every Sunday. Even though we had half as many people in the auditorium, they sang twice as much as when it's you full. You sang it as, was... as equal to when the auditorium was full. I got a little choked up because, I mean, just think about it. We've been leading music to nobody. Yeah. So, man, I'm telling you, I just got emotional when, when all of that sound and all of those voices together in worship. And I felt so singing. bad because my voice was so weak and crackling and I couldn't even project in my singing you know the big mouth that i have i just love to sing out 
And uh, boy, it was wonderful. Awesome. So great day. Thank you for everybody that put so much work into making it happen. Once again, uh, for those of you that, that um, have been attending regularly, you know that we're doing our best to stay above board, to follow the directions of the uh, CDC and the uh, Michigan Department of Health and Human Resources. We've taken all of their guidelines and we've even uh, added some of our own to them to make sure that we are uh, staying above board and following the direction and everything we're doing is, you know, above reproach in that area. So, um, you know, if you have any further questions about it, uh, just just reach out to us and we can, uh, you know, give you any more direction. You can get onto our website and see all of the policies and procedures that we're putting in place for the reopening. And uh, But I was also telling my dad, too, about half of the churches that I communicate with opened their doors yesterday. It's so interesting. All over the country. So we didn't coordinate it no. either. Just kind of everyone just kind of decided that was the yep, day through their different states, and and I'm talking from uh, from um, uh, Las Vegas. A few churches I know out there opened to uh, uh, Florida, to um, uh, uh, West Virginia, to uh, um, Kentucky. Where's Uncle Brent? Is he Virginia? Virginia. He's in Virginia, um, and and all over the country. It was awesome. Uh, to see that all the churches reopening their doors. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep, Wisconsin. So it's pretty awesome. It wasn't wasn't it coordinated. Just uh, God kind of led everybody in that same direction. So. It's time. Yeah, it's time to reopen. But. Two months. It's time. All right. Bye bye. We love you guys so very much. We'll see you back here uh, Wednesday morning, ten o'clock. And then Wednesday night, I think you're preaching Wednesday night? Yeah, you know, I was going to go the Beatitudes direction, and now I'm struggling because I'm also, so I'm putting together two message series, one through the Beatitudes, one through um, um, Acts chapter 1, verses 12 through the end of the chapter about, you know, those were the people that God called out, Jesus Christ, they were the followers of Jesus Christ, and, and, and they, from that point, the beginning of Acts, Jesus Christ left, and he left them, and what does it look like? What are some characteristics we can observe from their life, from those passages that we can apply to our church or our lives and how that was the beginning of the church moving forward and how God used those things. Man, I just such, both of them are such good studies. I'm really struggling on, on which one to dive into. Uh, so anyways, I guess you'll be surprised whether the Beatitudes or characteristics of a healthy Christian and a healthy uh, church uh, one of those two series. I just can't well, decide. The attitudes are good characteristics of a healthy person in church. That's true. That's the attitudes. So they're both great. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, for this uh, principle of stubbornness. Lord, forgive us for being stubborn in so many areas of our lives and just clinging to our own will and not to yours. And so, Father, bless our people. Thank you for the number of folks that tuned in this morning. Um, through this whole thing, and our reopening, just keep us faithful to you. Keep maybe some of our members who are on the fringe that, Lord, you draw them back into uh, the fellowship and just help us not to lose any. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great day, guys. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at 
at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.